You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Have you ever actually taken a mental health day? I think that they're great and that we should, but at the same time, I understand that a lot of bosses probably are not gonna be cool with people calling into work because they're feeling anxious and they need to have a little downtime and do a little self-care. So having some tiny mental health self-care tools in your pocket can really be helpful so that you can go about your day, sometimes doing things without anybody even realizing that you're doing them, which is kind of key. If you need to continue going to work or going and, you know, like, completing all of the tasks that we have to do every day, having something that's helping to soothe your mental state and uplift your mental state when needed is just important. It's important to us. It's important to the people that we love and the things that we want to create. Staying balanced with our mental health is kind of an ongoing work, right? It's something that we have to constantly be mindful of and make sure that we're tending to because we might feel fine one day, but if we're not tending to our mental health, then that could very quickly change. My daughter, Chloe, just turned four months old and so we have you know a little baby in the house who's still in the process of eating every two hours luckily she's sleeping through the night so we're good there I'm starting to feel much more well rested than I was at the beginning but you know like with running a business and balancing work and a team of people who need things from me and a baby who needs to be fed every two hours like I have to stay on top of my mental health so I've got some quick and tiny self-care habits that are my top go-tos that I'm happy to share with you. And hopefully if you have some of your own, you can share those down in the comments and we can all just power up our mental health together. Number one for me is sounds. By and far, this has always been my go-to whenever I'm feeling tense or you know my brain just feels super jumbled. Low frequency, low rhythm sounds. And there's actually science behind this. You know, when we hear sounds, obviously they're transmitted through our auditory system into the brain and the brain responds to that stimulus or information accordingly. Slow sounds are perceived as non-threatening and non-stimulating. So the brain taps into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest part of our nervous system. And it causes you to, in response, calm down. You're able to more easily relax and be less tense because your brain is responding to the fact that everything is okay. An article of Frontier Psychology found that the patients who were under anesthesia used less anesthesia and had lower cortisol rates when there was music playing. You've probably heard of music therapy. Anyway, there's a lot of research out there, but for me personally, I like listening to the binaural beats. So in my Aura app, I'll play different meditations, but I'll put an underlying tone of binaural beats that's just like this low, and it's just, that sounds silly, Uh, but it's really soothing. It's like a massage for my eardrums and it just helps to kind of relax everything through my body. I've also always been a fan of the Tibetan singing bowls or ringing bowls, I forget what they're called, but where they tap the bowl and it's just like, it just feels like, again, a massage to my ears and it helps to spread throughout my body. So to me, that's been like one of the fastest ways that I've been able to help bring myself back down to center and like ground myself back into my body is to bring in sounds. The second thing that I regularly try to tap into is body mindfulness. Now I know that might sound a little vague, so I'm gonna give you some specifics, but things like PMR, so progressive muscular relaxation, that's where you go through and you tense one of your muscles and then you release it. 
So you'll just kind of like, a lot of people will go from head to toe and just like, okay, tense your shoulders and then release them. And it helps you to kind of notice the difference between your body feeling tense and your body feeling relaxed. And it helps your body to get into that relaxed state. I personally don't like the tensing feeling because my, my muscles are already tense enough and sometimes it hurts when I do it in the spots that I need it the most. So for me, I like to do body scanning or even just like a little pointed focus on the area that's hurting me. Like even if I just stop and think about this right scapular muscle that's always hurting me whenever I'm stressed, if I just stop and think about it and try to mentally relax it, it gives me a moment of peace from that. But you know what? Mentally, it goes even farther than just getting some relaxation going on in your body because when you focus on those symptoms and you accept those symptoms instead of responding to them with more stress, for example, if you're anxious and so you're like kind of vibrating and your heart's beating fast. And so because you have those symptoms, you're panicking about the symptoms you're like, oh, my heart's beating fast and you know, like I'm shaking, I'm anxious. It just makes it worse. And it's like, it just keeps going up and up to this peak. Your cortisol levels are off the chain. You know, you get these like burning sensations in your nerve endings. I get that sometimes when I'm just like hyper stressed. So I try to never get to that level. But when you bring your focus in and you focus your thoughts on different areas of your body that are having those sensations, focus on just sitting with the vibrations or like sitting with the pain that you might have because you have a muscle knot from tension. That accepting can help to stop that cycle in its tracks, which in itself is so simple. It's so tiny, but so effective. It has such an impact. The third thing that I do is feed my brain. I consume tons of inspiration, information. You know, I try to get out of my mindset by absorbing other people's mindsets, if that makes sense. So, you know, if I feel like, Ugh, I'm just failing at everything. And I think failure is a big one, right? When we feel like our performance isn't living up to what we want it to live up to or what we expected it to live up to in any area, we can start feeling like failure is setting in. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and every time you step on the scale, it's like the pounds haven't gone anywhere. You know, you can start feeling like you're failing and the progress that you're trying to make. It, and it it just taps into so many different goals that we have for ourselves. Like it, it happens everywhere. There's so many different places where we can feel or sense failure. For me, whenever I start feeling that, I can get just really down. Like it can get really depressing when you feel like you're trying and you're trying and like nothing's working, right? Oh, I have like five videos in a row and none of them performed. Now I feel like I've failed. And you know, you just start getting this whole low depressed, like maybe I just shouldn't even try anymore. Like when I do start feeling a little bit of that negativity coming on, I'll pull up YouTube videos of other people talking about the struggles that they went through or what to expect, you know, because a lot of times our expectations are what cause us to feel like we're failing when really we're just going about the normal flow of things. You know, not everybody has this upward trajectory. And in fact, most people don't of success, whatever area you're trying to gain success in. There's usually a little more of the dips. And so just watching other people's journey and kind of learning from that and absorbing that information or, you know, listening to something that's just really inspirational and touches home to me can help to tweak my perception. And that perception a lot of times is what's called causing all of the other symptoms, the depression and the anxiety and all of the things that are coming on. So I think it's really important that you feed your brain intentionally. At least that's what I try to do. Number four is I pay a lot more attention to my sleep. I know I've mentioned this before. Sleep, I think it's just, it is so important for your body and your brain that it has to become some sort of a priority. And I've noticed that like, without even making it an intentional priority, like I'm not writing it down on my list of things to do or anything like that, 
but I just naturally start gravitating toward focusing on my sleep and allowing myself to take more naps and, you know, making sure that I have some kind of a comfortable setup at nighttime where I'm not just sitting there and running through all of my day's anxiety. Sleep is where your mind does its best work, right? It puts things where they belong. It helps to heal things that need to be healed. Your hormones are balanced and set back to where they need to be set so that they're not constantly living up here. So if you've built up a lot of cortisol throughout the day, taking a nap can help to settle that cortisol down so that you can get back to seeing things from a little more of a neutral standpoint. And so for me, using the Aura app has been actually really great for helping me to sleep because it mixes in some of those low tones and frequencies and the things that also help to settle your emotions. And the fifth thing I do is to connect specifically to somebody who I feel like is going to be able to relate to whatever I'm going through at that moment. So if I'm stressed out or feeling like a failure in something related to work, then I'll reach out to somebody who maybe is in my field, somebody who understands and can relate to me and can say, you know what, I was there a couple months ago, but now I'm feeling much better. It's going to change. Just somebody who gets you and whatever it is that you're going through can be just so relieving. And to tell you the truth, most of the time when I need it the most, I don't feel like being social. So I think that that's usually a cue for me that, okay, maybe I should just reach out to somebody, have like a quick five minute conversation. Usually it ends up going longer, but I only commit to a short period of time in the beginning and I always feel better afterwards. So those are my top five tiny mental health boosters. I feel like are my go-tos every single time. And I've actually done all of those fairly recently, and I could say that it does help. And I will check with you next week.